come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I am your Polterguide Kinsey. I'm your Polterguide Donna. I'm your Polterguide Mac. And this week we have Polterguest Eris discussing 2001's Hannibal with us. Hi! Welcome! For the first part of our discussion, you should listen to Eris and I's Hannibal Lecter podcast, Friendables. Mm-hmm. Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter, on which Kinsey and Donna guested. Yeah, that's right. Yay! So, yeah, this week we're watching, uh, since we were on Friendables, we watched the 2001 Han- Ridley Scott Hannibal film. Uh, for those of you that don't know what it's about, uh, Max Nemesis and our good, good buddies at IMDb want you to know that while living in exile, Dr. Hannibal Lecter tries to reconnect with now-disgraced FBI agent Clarice Starling and finds himself a target for revenge from a powerful victim. But really... Some roles are recast, some choices are questionable, but Frasier, the motion picture, brings all the fun one would want from the Cheers cinematic universe. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. (sighs) All right, so... That's accurate. I mean... I'm not going to argue. So, I guess let's go around... You know, mm-hmm. had you seen it? Did you like it? Did you not like mm-hmm. it? You know, just, Eris, since you are a guest, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, I did like it. Um, it's not, I did not like it more than Silence of the Lambs. Who but then could? again, right, yeah. But then again, Silence of the Lambs is really one of my top five movies ever. Oh, same, And this same. is way below that. Um, but it's not bad. Uh, it works as a movie. Um, there's, mm, there's clunky parts in the middle, but like with, I know the material they were working with. So honestly, with that in mind, it works pretty good as a movie. Like they, 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 they could have done worse. They really yeah, could have. I think that's okay. I've also seen Manhunter. They really could have done worse. <laughs> so, we've covered Manhunter. So As did Friendables. Yeah. You had not seen Friend- uh, Manhunter before Friendables. I did not know it existed. Ooh. And Ooh. now Where I am. Charged in the window. Miami Vice with Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> that's a moment. All right. I've caught my breath now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I like the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I would say... I mostly like the movie. Uh, we've talked a little bit in the, the previous part about the ending, uh, but I think there's a lot about the final act that feels compromised, and that's mm. where I don't... Like, about halfway through the film, I'm like, I'm enjoying this a lot more than I remembered. But by mm. the end, I was like, yeah, this... I mean, aside from the Krendler of it all, the ending is is a little reserved for my taste. Now, I don't think, you know flirting with... I don't think Starling should have ended up where she ends up in the book, to avoid a spoiler at this point. In the oh episode. yeah, we're in spoiler territory, book and movie, just FYI I, gang. I don't think Clarice should have offered Lecter her breast in the movie. Uh, but... That happened more in the book, not in, in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so I'm glad it didn't get like, into the movie auditation. Obviously, we were talking about how they, she was packed into that dress in, in a very precarious manner. In the book... The precarious manner is lapsed, and... Yeah. 
Here you go. He's like, titties yeah. out. Let's yeah. go. He, he's my boo, and he's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. He goes full Fonzie. He sees that boob, and he's like, hey. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you know, the knowing what I know, the movie is okay. The movie is cautious and reserved, and that's a weird thing to say about this movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm displeased. You're displeased? And, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've seen this before. I, I think what everyone has kind of said kind of sums up my feelings as well, that it is tame mm. compared to the book. Yeah. And... It's got moments of brilliance, and then other times you're like, oh, fuck, we're in Italy. You know? <laughs> well, which isn't usually a reaction people have. No, it's a bit of Italy. It's a very American Italy. I think it was actually the Italy Pavilion at Epcot. <laughs> I think you're right. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. Because those pigeons were a little bit too well-trained. <laughs> well-trained, and everybody spoke impeccable English. Right. Yeah, yeah I can see so, that. I am the only person currently sitting at this table who has not read the book, so I will be uh, not participating in the in the book conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this movie um, probably when it first came out. I was thoroughly traumatized by it, and then I proceeded to watch it twice this week. <laughs> oh, no. So I am um, I'm probably going to go hide under my bed um, when I get home. And and shake and rock and and sob quietly. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean I enjoyed it. Um, there was some some really um, really uh, I'm going to use good in an odd fashion here. There's some really good moments like mm-hmm. when Patsy goes off the balcony that you're just like holy shit that was wild. Yeah. Um, which also caused me to look up the origin of of the word or phrase, you know, don't be a patsy, mm-hmm. um, which I always assumed was patsy, like the short for Patricia. Mm. But um, there is some argument that it may actually be due to the patsy who murdered the Medici. Mm. So um, so there I, I learned something. Um, so, um, I mean, I enjoyed this movie yeah. and was traumatized by it and may never recover. Donna, you may have been the person when I saw this in the theater that I heard gasp <laughs> when Krindler's skull cap comes off and part of his brain is cut out. That may have been you that I heard. We can have some complaints about the movie, but that scene is... Oh, no. That, oh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Great bloody horror. Yeah. That mm-hmm. scene is... Yeah. You're just... You're just... Yeah. I think uncomfortable is the best word for it. And just I like and I, I just want to say for the record, I was rooting for this. I do not like Paul Krendler. I am very frequently when it comes to horror movies, I'm like, I hope you get eaten next. Like I, I am the person who's like, that guy's an asshole. I want you to die. If, I am not voting for anyone's survival unless I particularly like you. If you like Krendler, you certainly voted for Trump. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. I feel like that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. That's it's a one to one ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but at yeah, least even once, so, if not and, both times. And thank Homelander is the hero of the boys. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to swallow that moment for a and second. And don't like new Star Trek because there are blacks and gays in it. And women. It's too woke. Yeah. It's too woke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like my Star Trek the way it was before when it was, you know, regressive and terrible. And, and just Kurt ripping his shirt off. Yeah. yeah. It had blacks and women in it. <laughs> But in subservient roles, not leading the... the They don't belong on the bridge, Donna. My urge to commit cannibalism is rising right now. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a 
medical transgressions on humanity that we're performing. I'm still like, I'm getting hungry and not in a good way. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, even so, yeah. The, he- mm-hmm. the head, the skull cap coming off, like, despite the fact that this is something for well over an hour I was rooting for it was still like stomach turning yeah, like, I, I, I like looked out I was like well that's a good time to finish my coffee just like come turn over here okay yep, stomach yep. Turning. don't need to look at the camera right now <laughs> it is a murder in horror in a horror movie of the 21st century just barely uh, that is unique like mm-hmm. You know, you see stabbings and decapitations and even eviscerations that are in this movie. And it's like, you you become numb to that to a certain mm-hmm. degree. But the, the violence with which Krendler dies, you imagine, oh, God, if I have to be murdered, I don't want to be murdered like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's I mean, such a quiet violence. Here's a guy that they have spent the movie really hammering home. This is a bad guy. You mm-hmm. should not like this guy. This is a guy out of all the guys, and there's a lot of guys you shouldn't like. This one you should not like the most. Mm-hmm. Even the bad guys in the movie, you should not like them less than you don't like this guy. Yeah. And you're still going, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, 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 no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what I find interesting with that scene, because I find myself, when I watch this movie, there's parts I'm like, oh, we kind of pull back on the violence. Like, it's there, but it's in shadows like the disembowelment of the Italian cop, which his name escapes. Ronaldo Pazzi. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Pazzi's death, because you see, yes, you see the viscer hit the ground, but you don't see, you know, in gory detail, and it's like, okay, just five minutes ago you saw it had blood literally squirting up. Mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the mugger stabbings, but we're not seeing that. Okay, fine. Then you get to that scene, you're like, oh, that's the trade-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They had to get an R. They couldn't live with an NC-17. <laughs> um, because it was a sequel to a big moneymaker. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I remember when they cast Julianne Moore. Like, mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly did a full cover, middle of the, middle of the magazine article about... Her casting. I remember even the headline. Gosh, this is a weird shit that fills my brain. But uh, Hannibal Lecter's newest dish. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's both clever and nauseating at the same time. Right? So like, Which I think is a nice encapsulation of the movie. In the black dress. In the infamous... In, in the dress, of course. Yeah, I... Uh, I just want to step back for, to Krendler for, for one second. Um... There was a little bit of symbolism there that I just really fucking like in the fact that Krendler's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot. And, and like, like, I mean, full on, Mason Verger had to explain to him over the phone how to blackmail somebody. The whole, like, I can't believe she would ever do this. She's such a straight up. Like, that's because she didn't, you idiot. I did. I, fa- I, did. I wrote it. Oh, my God. Just put it in her office and call anonymously for some, you know, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's clever. Tee hee hee, give me money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. This is why Hannibal ate your brain. It's because that's the only use it has is sustenance. Mm -hmm. Because you're clearly not using it. You are not. You're definitely not using the manners part, but you're not using any of it, really. Right. Um, I was just like, this is why. Yeah. So, I am reminded of a spider whenever I see Hannibal Lecter. Really? Yes. He makes me think of a spider because a spider 
sits there. It sits there in its web, and you may or may not be aware of this, but the structure of a web is to transmit any vibration to where the spider is sitting. So vibrations mm. transmit to the spider, and it can detect those vibrations. Mm-hmm. And so it just sits there, very calm, very quiet, very still, and then it detects those vibrations. And then sometimes what it will do, if you watch, the spider will actually flick the web mm. to see if it can get those vibrations to repeat. And then it will move so fast, boom, and then it will... So, so the spider okay. is always watching yeah. and paying attention to what's going on around it. But in the meantime, it's being very still and it's not doing much. Okay. And that, to me, is very much because Hannibal is fucking deadly and he mm. is always paying attention to what's going on yeah. around him. And if you think of that scene where the pickpocket was hunting him. Mm-hmm. Hannibal was aware of that right away mm-hmm. and was maneuvering to get into a position where he could defend himself against that. Um, but the whole time he seemed unaware, the, the whole time he seemed like he was just walking around. Mm-hmm. And when he did strike back, it was so quick that nobody, not even Patsy, who was watching, Patsy yeah. was paying attention. Patsy wasn't even aware that the pickpocket had been hurt until he was right up on him. Yeah. So... Um, that that I think that's one of the reasons why Hannibal, even even though I was, as I mentioned on Friendables, I was upset when Hannibal got caught by Verger's people, but he still remains creepy because I yeah. love spiders. I think spiders are cool, but they will still, if one's coming at me, I will still be like, oh no, you know, because they're still, they're creepy. They're cool, but they're creepy. So They are killers. Hello, that is my opinion of Hannibal and why he remains creepy while cool. I have never thought, yeah, you hear a lot of descriptions of Lecter as otherworldly. I've never heard spider. I always think of, uh, I think we've talked about it in Friendables a lot, mm-hmm. that, he, that he reminds me of like an Old Testament depiction of an angel, like a human form, but n- not human mm-hmm. and, and otherworldly and has a different view of, you know, the value of human yeah, mm-hmm. than the rest. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Separate and other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucifer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it circles back, um, different types, of the franchise, the Hannibal Lecter, like, franchise, like, all mm-hmm. the different movies and then the different books and stuff have, like, different depictions in a different type of devilish way. Um, but... Yeah, this one has a this movie in particular has a real uh creepy devil vibe. To, like less Satan, more devil. Mm. Um maybe. And in, in, in this movie in particular, just like his cuz he I, one of the things that I was kind of yelling during the movie was uh he keeps picking at Potsy and he picks at the cops and I'm just sort of like, "Sir, you are on the run. You are actively on the lam. Why are you picking a fight?" You know, like, I get it. All cops are bastards. But, like, you are actively running away from the law. <laughs> Why are you being creepy? <laughs> the, well, yeah, the first time he met Patsy, Patsy he um, he picked at him for no good reason yeah. I can see. Yeah. But it brought, it made him... It brought him to Patsy's attention. Yes, like, why are you doing that? Don't and you want to blend? And I think whole... he's bored. Sorry, Donna. I'm no, not... that's okay. No, you're right. But it meant that when Patsy walked in and saw... Benettino, Benetti, Benetti, and saw Benetti recording that video, Mm -hmm. he paid attention to it. Yeah. And I think if if Hannibal hadn't picked at him, he might not have noticed that video. Right, right. So. Which, at least uh, the way I took it is the, 
if it was like if Hannibal's the devil, then his he's self assured in the fact like I understand the strings of fate. I'm not going to get hurt by doing this so therefore i'm more free to be the fucking monster i've always wanted to be kind of thing uh while it's like a a hannibal that was a little bit less like heavy on the devil symbolism might be like well now's a good time to make friends with the cops all right maybe i'll just bring some like donuts and offer it as like an anonymous (laughs) donor sort of situation yeah because like i don't want them looking at me uh but yeah the hannibal does not make that decision at all no, I think he feels untouchable by this yeah. point. Because, I I mean, kind of going back into Red Dragon, where he doesn't want that spotlight on him. And he wants to be under the radar, mm. fly, and work with the cops so he can still do what he needs to do. Then you get into Silence of the Lambs, and he's bored. This yeah. is going to entertain me. I'm going to spin everybody's wheels up. And this one, I think it's a little bit of both. He's bored, and... He sees an easy mark, and he's... And I mean, because Hannibal has to be the smartest man in the room, Mm -hmm. he reads that, I bet you're exactly like your namesake. And just by just, you know, being around him, he's like, I can spin his wheels, I can entertain myself, and I can just fuck shit up. Which that's kind of what he does. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you think he poked at him on purpose. Oh, definitely. Well, that's the thing. Hannibal never does anything without a reason. Whatever that reason is, and I think he poked at him at purpose. When you're looking at that first scene when he's coming to pick up the luggage, Hannibal's fucking baiting him. Like, I know you know who I am. You may have not figured it out, but you know who I am. I know you're planning something. Like, that's why he left the cigar, or the cigarette, right there. Like, he caught him looking at the knife. He's he's baiting him, and he's seeing which one, what what is he going to take? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny when I watched it last night. I was, I was, I was not. I didn't catch why that scene was so awkward. That mm. scene when he comes to pick up the stuff, I, I, I wasn't realizing that he was trying to get a fingerprint. So the can I look at the inventory? And they both just stand there. <laughs> it wasn't until I watched it today that I was like, oh, he's trying to get a fingerprint. That's, yeah, that's why yeah. the scene was so awkward. And Hannibal's just like not playing along. Yeah. <laughs> Not interested. Yeah, because Hannibal's like, Thanks. no, I want you to steal from my house. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not, like, I. this stuff is going is going back to the police station with you. Okay, I can't get around that. So I need to make sure you steal something from my house. <laughs> yeah, because if he'd have stole something, then Hannibal could have disgraced him that way. Right. Like, That's not admissible. Well, I don't know how the Italian courts works, but yeah, probably not admissible in court. Yeah. If it's stolen, it's stolen yeah. Because he so. knew... He knew Potsy was there watching him that day he ate dinner. Mm-hmm. Or that that day, but that day he ate lunch. And probably saw him do the do the wiping his glass down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm miming what he was doing. I don't you know. You know, this auditory uh, yeah. format only. I, know, yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't recorded a, actually physically around people in, what has it been, three years? So it's just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, little... You're rusty. I'm rusty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm frequently still miming something and going like well for our audio only <laughs> audiences out there because we don't have visual cameras set up in this room or do we <laughs> i'll never tell <laughs> Why all right i want to talk about the pigs oh yes yes, yes yes let's hear about the pigs okay so one those are some mean looking pigs sure yes. those are some mean ass looking pigs but two 
I do not have an answer to the question of why the pigs didn't eat Hannibal and uh, Clarice. I don't have an answer to that because those little bastards were trained to eat things that were standing still. I I get why they didn't get to Clarice because he was hoisting her up. Why they didn't take Lecter out at the legs. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's to see yes. after they did that, yeah. they would have gotten her. But, I mean, the, the, the thing they trained on was a mannequin or a doll that was right. still yeah. um you know they, that's what they were trained to do so standing still does not seem like it would be and in fact they were planning on them eating him held still mm-hmm. so him just freezing when the pigs came running in should have been the least effective thing he could have done right in fact it seems to me like running would have been the most effective thing he could have done because they are not trained to eat something running away from them. Yeah. So this is going to probably go in the face of your Dr. Donna vet skill. I'm going to give you my headcanon on it. Okay. They sense he's an alpha predator. You saw how the German Shepherd backed up when he was in Krindler's house. Yeah, I have issues with that too, but go ahead. And being afraid. Uh So that's my headcanon is that he's an alpha predator. They know that there's something on some Mm -hmm. animal nature that they sense and so they're like nope we're not fucking with that guy along those lines i'm like for me it's more poetic than scientific yeah for me my uh essay that i would Mm -hmm. submit you know to my like my grad school classes if i was taking any um would be this is more subtle proof that he is actually the devil Mm-hmm. kind of thing like like even animals are like we're not we're not fucking with satan all right mm-hmm. okay <laughs> i mean i would almost prefer to accept that than, because for instance when he faced down the dog and i have faced down dogs i have i have i have literally done that myself i have literally stared a dog in the face until it backed down and what he was doing was his typical fairly mild-mannered um attitude where he's kind of keeping his arms close to his body um, mm-hmm. And if you're going to stare down a dog, you need to mm-hmm. bulk up. You, again, for the video feed, <laughs> you, need to, you need to get your shoulders back, your chest up, your head up, and you need to be making serious eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sh- then should not do that if it's not a dog that you're pretty confident you can stare down. Because if you know the dog is like, no, man, I can take you, then they're going to... Um, you know, do that. But, but the attitude he was projecting to that dog in Paul's house um, was not the attitude of um, somebody that the dog's going to go, oh, fuck, okay, nope. Yeah. Uh, so, to be honest, the the dog sees him and says, oh, no, he's the devil. Um, makes more sense than... Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. Like I said... Sheer force of will. Like yeah. I said, mine was strictly headcanon and how I make it make sense. So right, you have to you have to really go heavy on the magical realism to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because otherwise, yeah, there's literally no explanation. That is not how animals behave. Agreed. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Original casting for Mason Verger. Oh, the first choice, Christopher Reeve. What really? Oh, oh, that's uh... dark. That is and this actor here. Yeah, your head around that. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, he was interested. I mean, yeah, because the, the 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 amount of roles that he could play at that point would be finite, and this would be one. right. But then he read the book and it did the Jodie Foster thing. He was like, nope, 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 nope. Wait, are you telling me I'm the villain and a pedophile? Right. S- Superman can't be that. Right. Like, I don't think I thought this was. I, I was rude. Can I be? Can I be Barney? 
<laughs> oh, you already got him killed. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cordell, yeah. maybe? No. Okay. I understand the impulse <laughs> to cast him. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I would not have wanted to see Superman in that role. Yeah. No. I'm intrigued by this this alternate reality. I'm not going to lie. I mm-hmm. am super intrigued by it. But I'm also super creeped out by it. But It would have made something interesting and additionally unsettling in the film. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Maybe we don't live in this stupidest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> There's scattered... Anecdotal evidence to support that. <laughs> there is a timeline that is this bad, and mm. Superman played Mason. Verger. Right, right. Mm. Maybe we're just a mediocre timeline. We're not great. No. It's a better one, mm. but we're we're just solid D plus. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still so, I'm still on this whole Superman as Mason. Verger thing. I, I'm going to be thinking about this for a couple of days. Okay. Maybe. So I've been thinking about I've been thinking about Clarice and her hair in the handcuff. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's what I've got. Okay, so the so the refrigerator seal is not. I mean, it's got some bounce to it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So okay, so here's what happened. She managed to get her hand back there and grab the base of her ponytail, and then kind of pull the refrigerator door just a little bit, and then slowly get her ponytail out of there. Or here's another possibility. Once Lecter had chopped off his own hand. Mm-hmm. And made a run for it. She had the freedom enough of movement to reach over to the mechanism. Yes, the hand was broken off, but she could get her like fingers in there and still click the mechanism to okay. open the fridge. Yeah, and yeah. then she ran upstairs, got Paul's keys, and took the handcuff. Even though it would have looked better for her to have the handcuff on her, whatever. More cinem- yeah. cinematic too. Yeah, yeah. more cinematic yeah. for sure. Would have been great. I mean. This- and definitely in keeping with this movie, if she had, like, show us your hand, she raises her hands, and she's got the handcuff and Lecter's hand, right. severed hand, attached dangling, to the other one yeah. still. It would yeah. have been amazing if they didn't do it. Yep. Yeah, it would have looked very cinematic. Half measures. That's what this movie's all about. It's like, awesome. we're going to freak you out, but we're not going to freak you out too much. So you just feel vaguely queasy. Like, put and the foot on the gas. But speaking of things that would have worked better for her, having several of her hairs still stuck in the refrigerator yeah. would have been yeah. great evidence to back up her story. Yeah. I really thought she was going to cut her hair. That would have worked, too. She's she, like, well, done with that. <laughs> she she could have grabbed that, see, and then some blood evidence, she could have bl- grabbed that bloody cleaver and just whacked her own hair off, yeah. or, and then or, there would be blood. The red hair she has is actually a wig, and it's the dark hair that Clarice Starling typically has, and <laughs> she just takes the wig off, and then she's full-on just brunette. Uh, That's actually where Jodie Foster shows up. Yeah, yeah. she's in one scene. She took her mask off, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Let's see who you really are, Jodie Foster. I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for you, damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, the one oh. thing this movie's missing. Oh, yeah. The one thing. The one thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you keep talking about this movie in half measures, and I definitely feel like this movie was made for people not used to horror. So that it's yeah. So it's it's a, for lack of a better term, a safe introduction. Like, oh, I'm not really watching horror. I'm watching a thriller. So yeah, like that. I, you keep mentioning like the half measures, and I keep going back to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, you even mentioned something as we were screening it, Eris, that the the opening credits had a very horror movie feel, almost yes. like a found footage sort of horror right. feel. Right. And I was thinking, I was. I don't disagree, but the reaction I had to it is, it seems like a very early 2000s spy movie. Yeah. And that's the line this movie's trying to straddle. It's almost a globe-trotting, 
mm-hmm. espionage yeah. tale and a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's, it's not that there's nothing horrific about that. I mean, there's some really visceral, yeah. upsetting scenes. But, like, one of the things that works for me in a good horror movie is that because I identify with the characters or I like some of them, and I'm like, oh, I excuse their behavior, I'm like, because they're just kids, but then they get eaten, and I'm like, oh, no, that poor child, his whole life was in front of him, you know? But, like, every single person, I'm like, I want you to die, I want you to die, I want Hannibal to specifically eat you, yay, he does, you know, kind of thing. Like, I, there's nobody good at this movie other than Clarice, and I know Clarice is going to make it out, because she has, she has final girl vibes all over her, you know she's going to make it out. Yeah. And so I'm like, eh, okay, that was gross, good job, Hannibal. That's super, eat his brains, I guess. <laughs> so, I, I do think the horror is a lo- in a lot of cases, it's horror of the mind. Because mm. as a, for instance, what happens to young Mason Verger, younger Mason, whatever, what happens to Mason Verger, you gotta, you got to think, or you're forced to think about, there's a lot of thinking about what happened to him. As a, for instance, apparently during, during the moment, he wasn't feeling a lot of pain. But can you imagine what he was feeling when he woke up from that? Oh, my God. And yeah, then yeah. how long the treatment was. And, I mean, the the skin grafts and the repeated surgeries and the repeated surgeries. And, and none of them are working. And none of them are working. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, there's the almost total paralysis involved because apparently he was still hanging in that hanging apparatus. So there was some brain damage involved and... I mean, you know, so the actual moment that Lecter had him um, was not the horror. Mm-hmm. It was the aftermath that was actually the horror. You know, when he had Patsy, you know, the thing is, you can't see... Patsy can't move. He's tied up so tight yeah. that you don't get to see the struggling and the the, the fear, except some in his eyes. Um, so, again, you have to... You really have to think about what's going on in his head mm-hmm. and what's interesting in that is through most of the movie i didn't get a feeling that he really loved his wife that much he just he's got mm-hmm. a young pretty wife you know yeah. and, it's, and, a, it's an accessory yeah he's yeah. got he's got arm candy but then you know he is appearing to be going out of his way to make sure hannibal doesn't go kill her Mm-hmm. And that was the first sense I got. Oh, I think he actually does care about her. Mm-hmm. That he's that he's actually trying really hard to keep Hannibal from killing her. Yeah. And so that was that was good. But at any rate, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. There, a lot of the horror in this movie is stuff that you think about. Yeah. Right? As opposed yeah. to stuff that's shown to you. The, the mm-hmm. thought of being fed my own brain is a horrifying thought. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as delicious as he presented it, and probably smelled. Let's, oh. let's let's be honest. Yeah, like you know, the man knows knows his smells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a he's he's got a fantastic palate, and that's so. a, a plot point because they he, she even takes it to like yeah. the scent experts, and they're like, oh man, I just need to keep smelling this thing. Yeah. Ooh, ambergris. This yeah. is this is a good fucking letter, lady. Like, marry him if you want. I will. <laughs> Which is like, duly noted. Yeah. I mean, like, one of the things in general in, like, the Hannibal Lecter franchise is that really gets me is, like, the the kid on the plane. The very Mm -hmm. end. Which is like, wow, what's that? That looks really good. That smells really good. And he's like, sure, how about you have a bite? And then you're like, 
that kid's just gonna go his entire day thinking he ate something kind of cool. And if he ever finds out it was another person's brain, that that's the horrific part. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole. <laughs> Doctor, I just had that in my mouth. And Doctor Donna is here going, Kuru, Mad Cow, right? I can't remember the uh, the the other one. None of that cooks out. None of that. No, it's prions. Right. It's, you yeah. can't get rid of prions. That's right. Of that's all the things fuck to your eat, brain up. the brain is really the most dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get rid of that central nervous system shit. You mm-hmm. just just no. Nope, don't eat that. muscles. You know, get a good old thigh. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that scene, of course, takes place in the middle of the book when Victor's right. leaving Italy to come to America. Also, the kid is much more obnoxious. Like, I actually yeah. really like the fact that in the movie, it's like a very toned down. It's almost like, oh, is he grooming someone to be like a little mini Hannibal? Because he's like, because he's like, I can't eat what they gave me. He's just like, treasure that. <laughs> you are above them. This airline food is for peasants, and you both know that you and I are not peasants. <laughs> like he, he's almost like grooming this kid and like take that taste and run with it <laughs> he can connect with anybody anywhere like I don't think he got into coach on that plane thinking that he was going to make a new friend no, no. <laughs> and this little kid is just like sir your lunch is much more elegant than the swill that they served us and he's just like oh, yeah mini me <laughs> but to me that is what you just said Mac that is what is so fascinating and utterly dangerous about Hannibal is that how quickly he can read and connect. Uh-huh. And I, I, that has always been something that is just, I have been fascinated by. He knows people. <laughs> I mean, he was damn good at his job. <laughs> he does know people inside and out. <laughs> but I'm Kreutzfeld Jacob disease was the other disease oh, okay. that I was trying to come up with. A uh, couple of interesting notes of crap I see in movies that I could do without. And these are just such n- like nitpicky little things. First, um, Clarice Starling put on administrative leave. That means she's getting full pay and benefits. I, I, I know federal employees. Let's not talk about why. Um, uh, administrative leave is a treat. And it should be treated as a treat. It's a paid vacation, pretty much, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um uh, getting needled about whether or not I accept Jesus while trying to conduct official government business is a big mood. Uh. <laughs> and uh, this is outside of just federal employee trivia. If I ever am blessed with the opportunity to direct a major motion picture that is a sequel to another very successful movie, I will not, and I'm putting this pledge out here now, include file photos of the characters that are just stills from the original movie. Like, Starling has that wall of Hannibal Lecter Nalia, and most of the pictures are just her POV of Lecter from the last movie. And I'm like, no! No one took a picture of him like that! You did! That's your... You drew that! That's the only way I'm accepting that one. <laughs> yeah. Movie garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I also like with this one also, it's like, yes, we're going to name it Hannibal... But the first one, you know, you went 20 plus minutes before you actually see him. Let's see how long we can go to where we can talk about him and be even more scared by him before he shows up again. It's like, do we have to Jason Voorhees him? Can we just, can we not? Yeah. Man? You either 
dangle him halfway through. You know, you, you build up the whole, like, the legend first, and then you actually get to see him, like, silence. Or you just, opening scene, just have him eating somebody. Just whole arm inside a body cavity going like, you don't need this anymore, bud. This is what you get for cutting me off in traffic. You know, like, just, just full. You, you cut to a scene and, like, it's this eviscerated body. And it's like, oh, God, that's a horror show. And then you you, you pan up on it a little bit and you just see Lecter's head pop up like. <laughs> I got it. I knew I lost that watch in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> just I, fishing around. I feel like both of you have somehow, like, married parts of Hannibal the TV series my <laughs> dragon together with this my half my yeah. half because I'm like I'm having distinct memories of like those things happening on separate occasions yeah. it's been a hot minute since I've seen both but I feel I feel pretty strongly about it I, I do like elegant Hannibal Lecter but there's something when Hannibal Lecter goes just slightly feral that I just love mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the more interesting adaptations from the book to the movie. The book, book Lecter has um, six fingers on his left, left hand. hand. The sinister hand. Yeah, and, and it's a perfect polydactyly, like a full sixth finger, and that was rare enough. It might even have been between the finger. I can't remember I think it, No, I think it was off of the, the pinky. pinky. Yeah. yeah. And because that's the one he had chopped off. And me, well, right, and that's what, exactly what yeah. I was going to. Yeah, him uh, leaving. Uh, him, him escaping after Silence of the Lambs, his first order of business was chopping off the finger because that's exactly how he was going to get picked off at customs. Like, look out for the guy with six fingers on his left hand. Mm-hmm. And that's not here, but then they implant that just anecdotally told story from Silence of him mutilating the nurse and saying that there's medical records from that, and that's how they're going to be able to find mm-hmm. a convert. I thought that was a pretty good uh, adaptation Movie yeah. Trick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was necessary to the plot, but you couldn't do the thing that was in the book because you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. By the way, you didn't notice that uh, those six fingers on uh, the left hand. Well, they were there. I sure. I, if you watch Silence of, if you watch Silence of the Lambs really closely, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you watch Silence of the Lambs on VHS, so well. you're just you're gonna you're you're not gonna see it. Yeah. You know, and actually, because like that scene, it's just up. out of frame and yeah. pan and scan. <laughs> the the scene where he attacks the nurse is brought up. Uh, in where Clarice is talking to Barney. Right. And Barney is just like, do you ever worry about him come after you? And the, that's where he does like the whole, he told me once that whenever feasible, he likes to go after rude people, free range rude. And it really made me think, because like in this scene, this entire scene, they're talking about getting medical records from he from when he attacked the nurse. And I'm like, what did the nurse do? How was she rude to him? Yeah. Because Barney's like, like, his whole thing right there was saying, I survived because I was civil. That's all I needed to be. I just needed to be civil with him. And I didn't get eaten for six years. And here's this nurse. I'm like, what did she fucking do? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Now, I'm wondering if this attack, once again, this is my my own uh, Hannibal headcanon here. Because he is a different Hannibal in Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. He is just... I hate everybody. Fuck y'all. Let's see what happens. Right. And I'm wondering if that is during that time, that nurse attack is that time when he is, as you so lovingly put it, 100% feral. Because yeah. he is, whew, he yeah. is feral in Red Dragon. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very bored and just like, I he's need to growly do... feral yeah. in Red Dragon. Yeah. yeah. And just that, yeah, just that scenery chewing. So I'm wondering if that is just like... Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. see what happens. I had, um, I had one more thing to mention, mm-hmm. just because it, it irks me just a tiny bit. 
when Clarice is talking about the flautist that mm-hmm. um, that Hannibal served up to the uh, to the committee, mm-hmm. she says that he served up the sweetbreads mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. flautist. Now the sweetbreads are the thymus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the interesting thing about that is the thymus is a gland that is very large in children and regresses to almost nothing in an adult. In fact, Ooh. it's really actually very hard to find in an adult. It, it's there, but you almost can't find it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is interesting. So I actually went and looked it up, and sometimes they'll consider the pancreas to also be sweetbreads. Okay. But I just thought that was an interesting... Typically, when they talk about the sweetbreads of, say, a lamb... They're talking about a young, a, you know, the sweetbreads of veal or the sweetbreads of a yeah. lamb. They, you know, you never talk about the sweetbreads from a bull. Right. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. That, yeah. Uh, no, I bet you they didn't serve the sweetbreads from a flautist. Because I bet you the flautist was an adult. Right. And also, like, yeah, there, would, there wouldn't be enough of it to serve no. a dinner. And maybe. Yeah. Um, a little tiny, like... But if I remember Fancy right, New York. It was a moose bouche that yeah. served to the committee. So it might have been merely a small portion mm. uh, for an appetizer for six or seven people. Yeah, I don't know. So if you're getting just like a little cracker full, yeah. for lack of a better... Mm-hmm. Or maybe he took the pancreas and then cooked it like one would a veal yeah. sweetbread. I don't maybe. know. I think we're just trying to put spackle on a plot hole. Maybe I, I might just be, be being really nitty... Nitpicky. Sometimes you find holes in the movie and you want to put spackle on it. Yeah. Because you're like, I want this to make sense, but there's a glaring hole here. So I'm just going to smooth that over a little bit, get some caulk, you know, seal up the edges. (laughs) Just smooth it out, paint it over. (laughs) I also think a lot of people think sweetbreads mean testicles. So Hmm. they don't. Okay. Well, I think the movie Red Dragon. Goes into what what the sweetbread, not into the detail you have, because I've learned a lot more about sweetbreads in the last 30 seconds than I had watching (laughs) the dragon five or six times over 20 years. Um, Same. But made it very clear that it was like the tenderest meat and you would find it in, you know, a certain part of the torso and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Okay. But yeah, they're almost gone in an adult. Okay. Interesting. This I did not know. Okay. Now I am educated. Uh, same. All right. So, do we have anything else before we start getting into in game with uh, Hannibal? Uh, a lot of English spoken in Italy. Little yeah. known fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I always assumed they spoke Italian in Italy, yeah. but no, they speak I, English. I sure got learned on this in movie. Italy. In but in apparently, when they come to the United States, then they go ahead and speak Italian right. occasionally, just intermittently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I. I little hint of diversity. Yeah. 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 It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> so weird. So weird. All right. Donna, you have our rule. I do. I do. And that rule is very important to surviving this movie. And, and it, this series. And this series. Yeah. Really. And that rule is fucking listen to Clarice Starling. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty good rule for life in general. I'll... I'll mm-hmm. I'll co-sign on that's a good life rule. Every, yeah. Everybody would have lived had they listened. To if, if Clarice Starling tells you to stand down, stand down. Because let's say Potsy did not corner Lecter. Mm-hmm. I think Verger still would have gotten 
Lecter eventually, but I think Lecter would have freely escaped. Oh, Because he was ten steps ahead of Verger at any given time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. h- hardly agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I have our quote, <laughs> which it made us all giggle. Just the different... Uh... Mm-hmm. I had the, the two lines, because I think together they... But yes, you have yeah. the, the line that made it funny. Yeah. Okie dokie. Let's drag these down. Boy, they're as heavy as bodies, aren't they? <laughs> as we freely twirl the clearly empty suitcases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of good lines. <laughs> oh, no. There's, 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 there's some pretty... Pretty good quotes, and I think Oldman makes mm-hmm. some of uh, he delivers some of the best ones. I have immunity from the risen Jesus, and nobody beats the Riz. <laughs> what? Uh, like who the hell says that? Yeah. Like, uh, psychopaths. Apparently, <laughs> there. That's yeah. That tracks. And then I also then have our poll, which is what do you think happens now to movie Clarice and movie Hannibal? Since the book is so widely different, because yeah. in the book, uh, for those that don't know, I can't remember if we mentioned or not, they become lovers. They run off together. Yeah. Like they are, uh, the last scene in Buenos Aires, enjoying the opera. Yeah, and, uh, deeply, deeply in love. I do not accept this. Right, <laughs> and, and you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, well, and especially because I know there's lots of questions because she is morphined out her consent yeah i'm mm-hmm. going with this i know there's a lot of with the book but we're not talking about the book right what happens to movie clarice and movie all right i'm writing a story in my head right now mm-hmm. all right let's hear it okay um clarice recovers from her morphine mm-hmm. and tells the entirety of the fbi and the federal government to fuck off and she goes and becomes a high-end private detective and security specialist and becomes a multi-millionaire and retires rich by the age of 45 and lives a happy life. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with, like, the side story of maybe she always has a file on Hannibal Lecter, like, just in case. She's mm-hmm. not really going to chase after him, but if he comes snipping around again, that way she can be like, look, buddy... Mm-hmm. I gave you your space, give me mine. The breakup is mutual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cut your own damn hand off. <laughs> I think that's the ending true to her to a degree. I think part of her heroic arc is shedding off this need need for duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And if she's truly liberated from that, because I, I, I would agree with that, I think the bleakness of this movie, she got pegged for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, the the bureau wants to still brush it under the rug. They may think maybe she's telling the truth, maybe she's not. But there's enough evidence that she was, you know, might go up the river for a while. I think they booted her out of the bureau pretty hard, and right. maybe she uh, did just that and made good money as a security expert. Uh, but I think without the bureau to give her identity, she would have. She, I, I don't think this movie sells me on her as liberated yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a journey to get there. And I worry that she would uh, be more broken than she can handle without that sense of position that the FBI Possible. gave her. That's the only counterpoint. I there's, there's the risk of her turning herself into a Will Graham. Yeah. Of, kind which, of, of hiding whatever, however method she uses to hide brings to mind, like, in the books, Will Graham is horribly disfigured, and that's, you know, why we never hear from him again. And an alcoholic. Yeah, he's drunk on a boat somewhere. And why Lecter never goes and calls on him again after he uh, frees himself. I don't know why movie Will Graham 
disappeared from this storyline. Why why Lecter first thing out of the gate, like, I'm going down to Florida and I'm gonna start some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um where Lecter goes from here, that's the more interesting question. Yeah, because that's not more interesting question, but like I think yeah. the less obvious question. Well, I think the loss of a hand is going to be a problem for him because yeah. mm-hmm. his ability to become quickly lethal um, is something that's important to his survival. And the loss of a hand is going to be a problem for him. He, he's, I mean, his signature move is grabbing the back of the head and putting that cloth over the face. Yeah. And he's kind of lost the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to have a problem, and I think his obsession with Cl- Clarice is not over. I think he's going to crop back up in her life probably mm-hmm. about every ten years. Yeah. See, I don't think so. I don't think Lecter will crop back up because it wasn't until she was pushed in his life that mm-hmm. they started communicating again. Basically, he was going to leave her well enough alone. They had earned that respect from each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what movie Lecter is going to do. I think he's going to go, hopefully, to a country that won't extradite. Yeah, an Argentinian. Yeah, like yeah. I think Buenos yeah. Aires from the book, I think that's yeah. a, I think... That's a pretty good guess, maybe somewhere down there, mm-hmm. and just do what he's been doing. Just I could see him, you know, doing a little more Nazi hunting because that's where he started. Yeah, you know, I have to go back to our roots. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that yeah. makes sense. Like I could see him doing that. Uh, Clarice, I, I really like your thought, Donna, but I kind of am leaning towards Mac that without the bureau, it's it's really going to rock her. Like it's yeah. mm-hmm. the bureau is going to make a villain out of her if they try mm-hmm. to boot her out. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. So it would be hard for her to say, "Oh, yes, trust me with your security and all." Yeah, that. yeah. She, yeah. Would, she would be synonymous, especially late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's not like the federal government didn't make horrible uh, examples out of women who really didn't deserve it. Yeah, I can't think of any notable examples that would uh, uh, contrast that thesis statement. Um, Sorry, ML. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I do I think she's she's like with the the drum go thing she's gonna be the scapegoat and since she's already on leave this is a high profile case it's easy to say she was in cahoots with him mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. uh, well Paul Krindler took money from a deranged rich psychopath who's been buying your ele- elections from time to time so mm-hmm. yeah sorry. I- I can see a movie in which it's... Sorry, I went a little bleak and real. <laughs> Sorry, gang. I, 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 mean, I can see a movie in which she does need a support structure. And if, I mean, the FBI is going to turn on her. But where she decides, like, she, she needs something to do. She oh, can't I just exist. Like, she doesn't like sitting with herself. Um, I can see a movie in which she just decides, fine, if you won't chase them down, I will. And just like full, I don't know, Kill Bill esque <laughs> kind of uh, thing where she hunts him down. I see Hannibal struggling because so much of the stuff he enjoys doing, like playing the piano or cooking or stuff like that, he's going to find difficult to do one handed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, honestly, poor boy. I, I feel like he's going to like maybe work through some depression because he's like, I can't even amuse myself with like the regular shit anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, aw. He had time to cut off his hand and get a doggy bag. 
<laughs> right. But I think... Yeah. I think the doggy bag thing, I think the only thing he packed was the brain. I think... Everything else is ready to go. I yeah, you're he, probably right. Yeah. I think he knows Clarice well enough that he knew if it came to her or him, it's going to be... She's sacrificing him. And I think that's, for movie Hannibal, one of the reasons he's drawn to her. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. is just that unwavering sense of self, sense of duty. I think, yeah, I think there's either a redemption story or a, a, a tragedy that could still be told with Clarice. I don't know if there's any more story for Lecter. Yeah. 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 That's not... Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm going to go with our happy place. I'm going to start off with our happy place. This movie reminded me of what my happy place is. And... Buckle up, fam! But it's really... But those of you that know me, well, it will make sense. It'll, it will track. So, about our first or second year married, for Valentine's Day, why I had no... This was not part of my doing... They released Silence of the Lambs on DVD for the nice. first time. That was my Valentine's Day present. And I was reminded, because <laughs> it was like, oh, this is such a very sweet and just... Which we still haven't done on this show. No, we have not done Silence of the Lambs. That might Lamb. need to be rectified one day. Oh, I definitely agree it needs yeah. to be rectified. But, so yes, that my happy place is just being reminded of... I think it was like my first or second year married. Maybe my first, but nice. my Valentine's Day present from... Was it the Criterion Collection edition? No, because this was this was pre-Criterion. <laughs> this was like... Yeah. This was super new, and I was like... And I was, I was like, this nice. is the most romantic gift that I've... That you've got me as, as my husband, and it made me so happy, so... That's correct. Yay. That's the correct answer. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it's a little out there, but those who know me, it tracks for me. <laughs> Every now and then I think we ought to do a thing where we each just say, this is one of my favorite movies, we should watch it. And then I think some of my really older favorite movies, I'm like, oh, if we rewatch this and it doesn't hold up, I'm going to be so sad. Preview it before you... Yeah, you know, I I hear you. Night of the Comet is... I have such fond memories of Night of the Comet. But even that experience of, oh, it didn't hold up, can make for interesting podcasting. Yeah, it's true. So, I, I, I... you can trust that instinct wherever it may take you. Okay, fair point. Because I have also, like you, I have a lot of fond memories of Night of the Comet. Such a such a fun movie. I've never seen it. It's, it's a, an yeah. It's another one that like TBS and HBO mm. all during that time showed it so much to where you're like, oh, it's been on an hour. I know it's this part. Like I know you knew where to come in at and start. Like, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a goddamn. Yeah. Or fuck. Was it fuck? I can't remember. It's, it, that's how long it's, it's probably because I've seen it on yeah. networks enough times. I don't remember mm. the exact line. Anyway, uh, for my happy place, I can't give a lot of details because of reasons. But you know, I I teach I teach at a community college, and I recently had some students come up to me with a concern, and it just filled me with with warmth that um, one of the things I really enjoy is building a rapport with my students. I really want to be somebody they feel like they can trust. And I have had evidence a couple of times that I have succeeded in that. And this last week, I got evidence of that again. And it just makes me happy that I am somebody that my students can come to me if they have something they're concerned about. And, um, And that's it. That's my happy place that, you know... I, I hope that I am somebody that can help Aww. young people who need help. 
So, yeah. like I said, I can't get into the details, but there you go. Uh, my happy place was this. I mean, we haven't been in person on this show. Uh, you know, for some of the other podcasts, we'll do a movie screening and then a show. But we screened a movie. We ate food. We had a little bit of weird popcorn and, and got to do two podcasts in a row. This was this was great. Yeah, this was this was nice. This was good. And I think we should uh, we should aim for a drunk episode again. Oh yeah. We we have done we have done done it in the past, but we haven't done it. We haven't included time. Mac. That's we have not we have not been right. drunk with Mac. That's that's the difference is we haven't included Mac and that we definitely should <laughs> rectify. I mean I'm only a guest, but like I'm game. Like just, <laughs> like, just call me up. You Somebody's gonna need to run the clock and you can get drunk too. Just be like, Ares, bring the booze. Oh my <laughs> god, all right, I'll just appear on your door at random like I the next week. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here with the whiskey. Let's go. Okay. All right, Eris, what's your happy place this week? So I do programming at my public library. Uh, that is my job. And uh, I do programming for teens. And I ran a incredibly successful program. And it was that moment that I was like, oh, no, I might be good at my job. Like, normally I'm there, and I mean, I've been in this position for more than a year, and I still feel like an imposter. I mean, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't, because, like, it's not a teaching program, but the same, or a position, and I don't have an education degree, but at the same time, there are certain, like, education-like elements to it, and I'm just like, I know what I'm doing, I'm just trying my best and keeping paid. Uh, <laughs> and then, to, like, yeah, I, I ran a program on Wednesday, and, and everyone really enjoyed it, and, like, all it, it was good across the board. Everything that it could be good at was, it was good. And I was like, oh, shoot, I actually feel like I, for once in my life, that I know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know, I felt good. <laughs> That's excellent. good. That's excellent. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, Eris, thank you so much for coming. We do appreciate you coming and being a guest thank on you us. for having me. And where can they find you? I have other podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com. You can find me on Thib and also on the old uh, As the Myth Turns, which is it's now done and concluded, but all the episodes are on Party Apocalypse. You can find me at Twitter. I'm Eris O'Reilly. Just all one word. So, uh, I mean, I don't tweet a lot. Mostly it's about dumb stuff. But, I mean, you could find me there if one was so inclined. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're on the social media as well. We're at, you know, we have a website, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram and Twitter, at Beyond Cabin for Instagram and Twitter. I am on Instagram and Twitter as at Callista77. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin. Our wonderful editor, Billy, made an image for me that I'm going to get on a coffee cup or something. So, Because I think that's uh, fun. Um, anyway, uh, you can find me at Dragon Goblin uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's not a lot of fantastic content there, but there is some. So uh, if you like lots of politics, go to, Inst uh, go to Twitter if you like... Uh, empowering memes um, you can find me on Instagram so just kind of choose your content <laughs> um, well, there you go Air's already plugged most of my stuff already uh, <laughs> uh, party at Party Apocalypse on Twitter uh, also I guess at uh, Broken Holodeck and at Friendables 
Uh, the other podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com are The Holodeck is Broken. We're in the middle of Season 2 of TNG right now. Uh, Friendables uh, just aired their Hannibal episode. Wait. And we'll be going into Hannibal Rising, I guess. And, <laughs> but wait, there will be Hannibal the TV series, so stick with Woo. us. Um, there are other things on the website, PartyApocalypse.com. And I believe, because I am told I have an Instagram, that I have an Instagram... <laughs> But I have to take it as an article of faith. <laughs> you do? Because I went through my Instagram friends. I was like, oh, I wonder if he does. I didn't look at the content. But we're friends on there, so you yeah, do, you do have there. one. I, yeah, I, I, have, I, have, I have no involvement in it. It's my team that does it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much to our editor, Billy, who always makes us sound fantastic. Also, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're so inclined, please like us and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And don't read the Latin. Do you know what horror is? <laughs> <laughs>